Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to What's the Story? This is a short podcast from Light Reading where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, I'm talking with Light Reading's Mike Dano about Dish Network's Analyst Day event this week. Mike explains analyst reactions to Dish's business projections, what Dish has planned for the retail space, and also what they have planned for private wireless for enterprise customers. In addition, Mike discusses the launch of Boost Infinite and a few other topics as well. Okay, Mike, thanks for joining me back on What's the Story? It's been so long since we talked. So long, at least... (laughs) Five days, maybe. <laughs> yes, at least. Yeah, how's it going? Good. Uh, how are you? Good morning. Doing good. 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 Yeah. Uh, so you uh, attended um, Dishes Analyst Day this week. Um, what were some of the analyst responses to that meeting? I know. I I, I believe they discussed their five uh, G strategy. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Dish. This was their biz. This is dig dishes big thing because they've kind of I mean they've been talking about 5G for a long time but this was sort of their big presentation to investors here's what 5G is all about and uh, I think uh, you know some of the other big 5G providers like um, Verizon and stuff have held similar investor events but I think this was the longest it was four hours I think uh, they beat out everybody else AT&T and Verizon everybody else this is the longest one was there Uh, any virtual coffee provided (laughs) (laughs) Sadly, no, but it stretched out to, well, I'm, I think I was done at like 7 p.m., which is Whew. well past my bedtime, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they know. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really long. That's all I got out of it, actually. It was, it was real long. <laughs> no, actually, I mean, you know, they made this big presentation to investors. I, you know, So I think the goal was to convince investors that they are worth investing in. And if that was the goal, I don't think they made it because... Dish stock fell afterward. Uh, actually, it rose just a little bit right after the thing, and then it fell the next morning. And then um, some of the uh, financial analysts who attended that event in person uh, were not all that impressed. There was a fair amount of skepticism about, you know, whether Dish could do all this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, it's kind of an important deal for Dish because they have said they're they're probably going to need to raise money uh, within the next twelve months. Uh, they've got some bonds due next year, and so. You know, that's that's kind of an issue for them. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they did have an, a lot of interesting stuff to say about 5G um, and their plans. And so, you know, on the so that's the negative side. On the plus side, like mm-hmm. they are doing some interesting stuff and they talked a lot about it. So that was mm-hmm. that was good to see over the course of four hours. Yeah, so it's, it sounded like um, they have some ideas for the retail space. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, exactly. So. Um, you know, as, as, as you probably know, Dish uh, did buy the Boost Mobile brand from T-Mobile and they acquired about 9 million customers. That I think that was in uh, 2020. And uh, since then, they've lost a million. So they're down to about 8 million now. Oh, man. Uh, I know, Boost Mobile customers. Um, but this, you know, the story at the analyst day was basically that like, we've got a handle on this now. We've, did a, we've learned a lot. I mean, they, they sort of jumped into the mobile industry with both feet becoming one of the biggest uh, MVNOs out there. Um, 
you know, with all these customers. And so now they've, they're, they've been, they said they've been working on transitioning all those customers onto their platform. Uh, and so now, you know, starting, starting now and going through the rest of this year, they're sort of, they're, they're going to work on, um, sort of, uh, you know, uh, they're going to stop losing customers and start gaining customers. That's, that's their big story. Okay. They're going to do that through a number of mechanisms. One is, you know, moving those customers onto their own network, uh, mm-hmm. which is officially up and running. That's another big thing. Uh, and it's expanding throughout the country. Um, and then they're also going to launch a new, a new brand called Boost Infinite, which is their big postpaid brand launch. They did not provide any pricing uh, or any real details, but they, but they do have some um, pretty aggressive uh, goals for that business, which is to grow it to up to 40 million customers at some wow. point in the future. So uh, they, <laughs> they expect big growth from that whole operation. Uh, and so, you know, essentially they need to turn around a, a, a losing, a customer losing business, and then they need to turn it around to a customer gaining business. So uh, we'll see if they do that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. All I can think of with the boost infinite is um, to infinity and beyond. Yeah, with exactly. Light year. <laughs> I like it. Maybe the, he'll be their mascot. <laughs> the, the biggest takeaway I had from boost infinite was that, so to spell boost B O O S T. And then they turned the two O's into a infinity symbol. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> I, I mean, if, if that's what they got, like, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> All in now. They they turned the O's into infinite on like sideways. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just in it for the marketing alone. <laughs> I mean, that's something. That, and that's actually as much as we learned about Boost. They they hinted at like there's there might be a way for customers to like earn rewards if they don't use as much data. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's kind of uh, I I get the sense that they. What they want to do is, um, uh, they, okay, here's my, here's my theory. Okay. This is based on just conversations that I've had with them and some of the hints that they've dropped. Uh, but it's, it's my own theory. It's just, uh, this might not actually happen, but this is what I think is they're going to do is, and, and, and put on your tinfoil hat here. Cause I'm going to get, <laughs> going to get the, this, this is my own theory here okay. is that, okay. All right. They're going to launch their own cryptocurrency. They're going to. Uh, reward customers with that cryptocurrency uh, if they use less data. Mm. Sounds a lot like um, whose line is it anyway, where the points don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much that's that's what it is. I mean, but, and, and that's, actually that's a very interesting theory, though. It's, yeah. it's the model that a company called Helium is using. Like they've mm-hmm. invented their own cryptocurrency. And then if you uh, deploy their network for them, they give you this cryptocurrency. Hmm. Um, and so I, I suspect that Dish has similar ambitions. Um, yeah. But, you I know, based what they on the. call that currency too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. But um, based on the crypto crash in recent weeks, well, I don't know <laughs> if that's going to, if they're actually going to do that, but that's my crazy person theory. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They may be listening and like, hmm, that's a good idea. Yes, we'll do that right away. Yes. <laughs> Never know. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Yes. Um, and then they also uh, have, or it sounds like they're pretty optimist, op- optimistic, <laughs> words are hard, about <laughs> private wireless for their enterprise customers. Can you tell us a little about what was discussed there? 
For sure. I mean, that's that's their big that's their big thing for sure. And, uh, you know, Dish is not alone. Literally everyone that we cover is like talking about this whole private wireless thing. Mm-hmm. So to say that Dish is going to face some competition in chasing private wireless is an understatement because they're, I mean, li- literally mm-hmm. everyone, Verizon, AT&T, Ericsson, Amazon, Salonia, Betacom, like I could just go on and on about the companies that are like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to make all this money in private wireless. But so Dish is one of them. And they spent us probably almost an hour talking about here's our plan for private wireless. Here's how we're going to make money. The margins are going to be amazing. And we're the only one that can do it. And and it is actually a compelling um, argument because for a number of reasons, one is they have a ton of licensed spectrum that they can provide for these private wireless deployments. Mm -hmm. They already have the equipment relationships uh, so they can just deliver the equipment to the customer. Um, You know what I mean? And they already have the platform and they have a, a, a nationwide or they're building a nationwide network that they can also offer to that that private wireless customer. Um, and so they I, it's a compelling argument. Mm-hmm. The, the question really is, like, are enterprises going to buy private wireless mm-hmm. a lot? And are they going to buy it from a new company like Dish, a new entrant into the space like Dish? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the big the big question mark here. Um mm-hmm. You know, considering that Ericsson and Amazon and Microsoft are all selling this, you know, same kind of stuff. Yeah. And it sounds like they had a a recent partnership with Duke University as well. Yeah, exactly. So they at the end of their presentation, they said, you know what, we're we're already doing this. And here's some examples. One of the examples that one of the few examples that they gave was this Duke University uh, as as an example of the kind of private wireless networks that they're building. And so they had previously announced that I actually asked that Duke University a bunch of questions. They came back and yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they've got, they're trying to cover some of the uh, a relatively small portion of their big campus, Duke University, um, with this network. They're using um, some of the DISH spectrum licenses, the CBRS uh, spectrum licenses that DISH owns. Um, and yeah, they're, they've, they've got this like sort of really interesting goal about um, you know, Duke wants to build its own 5G network mm-hmm. with Dish Spectrum, and then uh, the students on the campus can use that Duke network. And then when they leave the campus, they'll go on to the Dish network, hmm. and it's sort of seamless. And so, and then Dish customers that come onto the campus will go on to the Duke network seamlessly. And so that's that that is kind of the um, ultimate profit promise of private wireless is like, you've got your own network, you control it. As soon as you leave, you go onto the public network. No, no problems. Mm-hmm. And, and for like a company like dish, it's like, well, you know, that's great because now Duke is covering that territory that we don't have to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it is pretty interesting and it, you know, it's got a lot of high tech stuff about network slicing and all that kind of stuff. But, um, uh, you know, if that, if that's what they're headed for, they've already got this one customer Duke, um, and presumably they'll they'll have others as well. Yeah, it seems like a um, you know university is a really interesting um, use case uh, with you know they always have all those different satellite um, buildings and um, Duke's got such a big um, medical um, facilities as well. So I wonder if they'll cross over to that. Um, I mean, I go to to Duke for. <laughs> Oh, really? The hospital, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You, <laughs> Not you all the way out in Durham. I go to one in Raleigh, but oh, okay. anyway. <laughs> cool. That's exciting. Yeah, you should go yeah. test the, test that network. And yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I've never tested it or seen it. And, and a lot of the like the private wireless stuff, like in covering it, it gets real fuzzy, because it's it's hard to know exactly whether it's an actual deployment or a test network, or like, who's connecting to it? What's it being used for? It the relationship of that network to a public network, like mm-hmm. all those things are, are fuzzy. And there's a lot, you know, the reason that so many companies are entering this space is because it is a very um, complex, like area. Uh, and apparently there's a lot of money to be had, but a lot of problems to solve. And yeah. and if you talk to Dish, they've solved all those problems. If you talk to Ericsson, they've solved all those problems. <laughs> talk to Verizon, they've also solved all those problems. So <laughs> not, I'm not entirely convinced that everyone has already solved all these problems. But, um, you know, I mean, in, in Dish's favor, they've got all the spectrum and they're, they're building a network. Um, and, and it is a, a very, you know, sort of advanced cloud-based network. Um, so maybe they have solved those problems, but whether, <laughs> whether they'll actually be able to find a customer to buy it, that's the question. All right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wish life was so easy for all the problems, you know, everybody's well, got it all figured out. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. I, my, my, uh, I actually, right before we came on here, my internet connection was uh, acting funny. And so I've oh, been no. switching back and forth. So, um, you know, here, here in my house, my, my own personal private wireless network has been acting funny and I'm not sure that the, it's been, the, the solution has been solved yet. So <laughs> hopefully this, hopefully you can hear me and this recording works. <laughs> what, what was that? No, no, Just exactly. kidding. <laughs> going through a tunnel. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for the update. This was really interesting and, um, will be interesting to see if, you know, some of their promises pan out and, um, how soon, especially with the boost it sounds pretty open-ended on the boost infinite we'll find out i know maybe in five years time you and i will be talking to each other on boost infinite with with buzz Lightyear. (laughs) that would be awesome that would be awesome thanks mike thanks thank you so much mike for taking the time to talk today and thank you to our amazing producer pierre landrio for making this episode Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time.